Hello, my fabulous people. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. This is Lou Gerlach from Think Chat, and welcome to confession number 63, choosing sub-skills for our units of inquiry. We've gone on a long but amazing journey of looking at those approaches to learning or what we call ATLs, and looking how they apply to you as an early years teacher, a homeroom teacher, and a specialist and supporting teacher. Now we're going to smoosh you back in to the same episode to help you look at how do you plan and pull out different ATLs to be used within your units. You now know what's the purpose. Well, now how are we going to plan them so that they're meaningful and also truly transdisciplinary? This, you know, is such an important process of looking at planning differently. Because if we want our specialists and supporting teachers to be in there teaching according to our units of inquiry, shouldn't they also be part of the planning process rather than told, oh, by the way, you're utilizing these. Try to make them fit to you. That doesn't seem quite right, does it? And that doesn't seem like collaboration to me. If they're gonna be planning as a unit by themselves, choosing their ATLs as a specialist department, that's one thing. But if you want them to be interacting with you on your main unit planner, they need to be part of this process as well. And that's where the magic really happens, I think. So we're gonna look at some possibilities of what the planning process might look like using second grade standards, since it's smack dab in the middle, um, which is also year one for our British friends. So let's take a look at some standards, why not, okay? So we're looking at social studies. So this is gonna be basic geography. We're looking at maps and globes, landforms and bodies of water, resources found in different regions and why people depend on them, um, capitals of states or provinces, um, and border countries, and settlement patterns. Why do people move where they move? Usually water has something to do with it, right? So now with science, we're looking at those basic needs of plants and animals. Also, how does that be driven by um, temperature and precipitation, migration, hibernation and dormancy, food chains, and then that interdependence of living things? So now if we're looking at language, of course with language acquisition and development, we're looking at a lot of working parts. But what I'm truly interested in are the genres because they're the ones that are gonna give them meat to all the minute parts that make up language acquisition and development. So I'm looking at the genres of poetry and then traditional literature such as folk tales, fairy tales, and fables. With math, We've got coins up to a dollar and the symbols of money, but we're also looking at fractional parts and how do they work together? What are some examples and non-examples? And then fractions up to a whole. That's the homeroom teacher's part. Well, now let's add in the bits and bobs from our specialist teachers. So thinking of from the ICT lens, computer lab, for those that don't know what ICT is, we're looking at, you know, 
online safety, netiquette, and cyberbullying. And we're also looking at the correct finger placement when keyboarding. For music, for example, we might look at different instrument families and you know their shapes and sounds, how about beat and rhythm and the sounds they make, and the causation of um, how different voices um, create music, right? And then PE, we're looking at safety rules and slow and fast and non-locomotor movements in play. That's a lot. We haven't even considered special education if you have a different curriculum and um, EAL support. So, but I'm going to, because that's a little bit different, I'm going to not include them at this moment in time because we have, we're looking at specific content. So now that we have all of this isolated, we're going to decide together what ATL categories best fit with each subject and those standards that you've got. So if we're looking at the social studies, really it's a lot of geography, right? When you're thinking about geography and what you ultimately want children to do, they're going to have to do a lot of research with that, right? To be able to find landforms, know what they are, all of that bits and bobs. And same with science. If we're looking at, you know, food chains and if we're looking at temperature and how it drives animal and plant behavior, that's going to require a lot of research as well. So I'm thinking those two might go research. When you look at language arts, though, we're looking at the ways that people communicate their ideas, um, whether it be the way that poetry is structured and how it's written and spoken, how um, folktales and fairy tales, how those are communicated as well. Another communication one would be music, because if you think about music in regards to rhythm patterns, voice, um, instrument families, they're all utilizing um, different components to create some sort of communication to, to others. So language arts and um, music will go together. And then what's left, we have our math, which is that fractions, right? Um, money. And then, um, right, and symbols of money. So we're looking at that. And I'm really thinking that might entail some strong thinking skills. How are we putting all those pieces together so it creates meaning for us, so that we know how to use them, right? Also, knowing how to keyboard, how to make sure that you don't, you know, cyber bully and that you're also using appropriate netiquette. That really takes also a lot of thinking skills to help you to know the different parts, to think about your impact and all of that so that you don't inadvertently hurt someone else or lead yourself to some um, online risk exposure. And then also PE, if you think about looking at, you know, non-locomotor and slow and fast movements and looking at um, safety rules within PE, that also takes a lot of thinking skills. So I'm thinking those three can come together. So now that we've got the rough category down, that's the first step, right? Because you have a lot of content, you've got a map. Then you're able to whittle down. You've got two research, two communication, and three thinking. 
So I'm going to obviously choose um, one ATL for research, one for communication, and one for uh, thinking, the subskills. Okay? So that makes sense. I hope so. So what we're going to be doing is actually going into the PYP documentation because that's where all of these skills are listed and it's going to guide our practice. A reminder, PYP principle from principles into practice is our guide and it's been divvied up into three different documents to make it easier for us to find our information. If you teach pre-K to K and you're trying to do this or serve those grade levels, then you're going to want to go into the learner and that's going to start on page 15. If you work with children from grades 1 to grade 6 in the PYP, then you're going to want to start on page 26 in learning and teaching. That's very important, the difference, because they're developmentally appropriate. So the next part is universal for everyone and how we've mapped out these ATL categories. We're going to look at the standards um, in the group and as a collective. So like, for instance, music and language arts, we put them together with communication skills. Well, we're going to look at them together at the same time as we're going through the communication skills and try to find an approaches to learning or ATL that's going to hit both of them, that you can teach both of them um, under that one subscale. That makes sense, right? More bang for our buck. Less doing, right? And more, more um, bang for your buck, as for uh, lack of a better word, right? I'm at a pause here. My brain is having a brain cloud. I apologize. But what your job is, is to grab not just the heading. So don't just grab information literacy. I want to go on the documentation. You go to the far right, you're going to see the category, the subskill, and then you're going to see bullet points of actual skills. Those are what we want. And you need to be mindful that you pick up of the bullet points, the ones that you're going to be able to naturally teach with this content. Because if you stick ones in there um, into your planning documents that don't fit, well, that's a, a waste of time, and B, it's going to add frustration to you as you're trying to make a force fit. We don't have to teach every last one under there. And so think about that, my friends. So what can this possibly look like? So if I'm thinking about basic geography and basic needs of plants and animals, right? I'm going to naturally go to those research skills like I told you. And under the research skills, there's lots of opportunities um, to gather. Um, but there's actually one on information literacy, which is really interesting. And since we're trying to read informational texts, to gather and to note take and all of that, I thought this one would be really great. But if you go under the subskill of information literacy, you're actually going to come and find formulating and planning. So what does that entail for our science and social studies? 
It's ask or design relevant questions of interest that can be researched. That seems great. We're trying to ask open-ended questions, um, possibly some clothes, to guide our research. That sounds like that would go well with that. We'd have to teach that, but that could happen. Outline a plan for finding necessary information. So here we're making a plan. We're saying, okay, where are we gonna go? What are we specifically looking for? And how will we know we found the information we're looking for? That sounds like that needs to be taught, but it's doable. And then evaluate and select appropriate information sources and or digital tools based on the task. And because we've made a plan, now we're able to know, well, based on my plan, do am I gonna look on books? Am I gonna look you know, on the internet, do a safe search? Am I gonna look at blogs, magazine articles? Um, where am I gonna go? in order to, and how am I gonna capture it to make sure I have a work cited? So that's gonna be for my social studies and science. That seems to work for me. So now when I go to language arts and music, remember that's all about how we're gonna communicate folk tales, fairy tales, fables, and poetry structures and all of that. And then also, you know, how do we um, help with music, with beat and rhythm, voices and instruments, how do they create and communicate um, meaning as well? So when I was looking through the communication um, skills, I found exchanging information. And then underneath that subskill was interpreting. And I thought this was interesting. Interpret visual, audio, and oral communication, right? Recognizing and creating signs, interpreting and using symbols and sounds. So all of, if you think about it, our language arts and our music have different structures and different symbols that go with them. Like poetry has certain structure, right? Certain symbolism comes from folk tales, fairy tales, and um, fables. And so I thought that'd be kind of cool. You could look at text, video, audio. You could look at a various forms and then try to interpret what that means. Um, same with music, right? And then understand the ways in which images and language interact to convey ideas. That's so powerful as we see images that are attached to some sort of poetry, for instance, right? How does the image reflect the poetry and vice versa? Because that's gonna be on some sort of test in future years, but that's still also a really good critical skill that we want learners to be able to do. And then be aware of cultural differences when providing and interpreting communication. So uh, now this invites why I like this. It's because if you think about it, folk tales, fairy tales, and fables are all driven by different cultures. And they're different interpretations. And then also are we utilizing multicultural, multilingual versions of the same story so that we avoid the single story? Woo! I'm getting so excited. Um, same with music, right? creating rhythm patterns and listening to different types of music from different parts of the world. That could really enrich this. So that's why I thought this one would be really good. Now we're down to math, ICT, and PE. We're looking at those, you know, fractions and, you know, um, money symbols. We're also looking at um, 
ICT and looking at cyberbullying and how do we work with each other and placement of our fingers. And then PE is all about safety and then, of course, um, different types of movement. So if you look at critical thinking and the subskill analyzing, observe carefully in order to recognize problems. This could work for all of them so that we deal with misconceptions of like, here's the desired and here's what it could possibly look like, but it's not correct. Consider the meaning of materials. So now all of them deal with different types of materials we're using and what's the purpose in getting learners to critically analyze them. Take knowledge or ideas apart by separating them into component parts. So now we're taking big ideas and breaking them down. I can so see that working with all of these. Like, so here's netiquette and what are the components that comprise of netiquette? Here is a fraction and how do we know a fraction is a fraction, right? And here's, um, you know, PE, like, here, um, you know, here's some, here's a movement, and what are the different components that make that movement? So, and then also we, another ATL is use models and simulations to explore complex systems and issues. And when I'm thinking of those models and simulations, we're modeling the process, but we also have physical things there for them. And we're also, you know, giving them a simulation of what that purpose, that could possibly look like, which makes for a very interesting thing. So now that you have a purpose and a connection to all this content and big ideas, you're going to be want that you want to explore in your unit. What's next? Well, in the next episode, we're going to examine how do we take all this stuff and break it down into smaller parts and so that we can teach them on a weekly basis and teach them with fidelity and not make it so overwhelming. So are you having fun yet? I hope so, because I sure am. I'm glad to be back here with you. And starting off this wonderful school year for those that are starting at the midpoint for our, our friends um, in the Southern Hemisphere, we love, it's all about starting afresh, right? Because we're at the midpoint or at the beginning. So let's get them. Have a wonderful day.